You're listening to the 1208 Podcast from 1208 Greenwood Free Methodist Church in downtown Jackson, Michigan. Communication reveals something about our hearts. Our hearts in the Bible are uh, our wants, our desires. Uh, there's a link between our speech uh, and what we're wanting or desiring at a particular point. Uh, and so communication problems ultimately signal uh, a problem of desire or wants or a conflict of desire or wants. Now, that doesn't mean disagreement is bad. Right? Disagreement between people, particularly uh, people who are close in a family, marriage, church, that's natural, right? You can't get rid of disagreements. Uh, in fact, I mean, a sign of a, a healthy family, a healthy church, a healthy marriage uh, is that you're identifying uh, problems, you're working through them, you're disagreeing, but you're disagreeing uh, and settling those disagreements in ways that ultimately honor God uh, and, and build each other up. Um, but how you know how quickly you know those disagreements become conflicts, right? Mm-hmm. And they become wars of words, where it's 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 no longer about the problem; it's ultimately about uh, trying to win and usually tearing the other person down uh, in an effort uh, to win, right? Uh, you know, this is where it's important to kind of step back if you find yourself in a situation where disagreement seems to be morphing into a a war or a conflict. It's starting to get personal. It's a good time to step back. Uh, and, and say, all right, what am I wanting right now? What are we wanting right now? Are, are, are we really still talking about the same thing? Or are we just drudging up old, uh, old, old uh, hurts and offenses and conflicts and, and really just trying to tear each other down at this point? Yeah. Right. What's going on there? Uh, so as Jesus said, our communication reveals our hearts, whether those desires are good and righteous or, or, or bad sinful. Uh, second thing uh, is understanding how the four rules of communication are ultimately rooted in the principle of replacement uh, as we talked about in Ephesians uh, chapter 4 verses 22 through 24 earlier this summer. Uh, some of you hopefully are sick of hearing about the replacement principle by this point. Uh, what is the replacement principle? How would you state that at this point? This is about our fourth time going through it. Yes, replacing bad and sinful habits with good and righteous habits, right? You can't just simply stop a bad or sinful habit. It has to be replaced with its opposite. At least in the Christian life, 
uh, that is what we are called to, replacing bad and sinful habits with good and righteous habits. As Paul says in Ephesians 4, you know, the opposite of stealing is not, not stealing. The opposite of stealing is working, uh, providing for yourself, and then giving to others, right? We need to do the opposite. Uh, the opposite of lying is not not lying. The opposite of anger is not not getting angry. Uh, and that, in fact, brings us to our four rules of communication. Uh, we got it about one and a half, <laughs> so we got a few to do today. Uh, but uh, let's let's review them. Anyone remember the first rule of communication? <laughs> That's right. There it is. <laughs> Be honest, right? Uh, Paul doesn't say, "Hey, stop lying." Uh, he says, "Put off falsehood. Put on truthfulness." Uh, and we had a discussion uh, two weeks ago. We had a discussion about this. Uh, Christy Francis brought up the issue that you know we're yes we're called to be honest with each other, but in, in loving kind of ways. As Paul says earlier in Ephesians, to speak the truth, to speak the truth in love. So we need to be honest with each other, not hiding problems, hiding offenses. We need to be dealing with those, but but we need to be dealing with those in tactful, deliberate, intentional kind of ways, and ways that are ultimately going to uh, restore uh, that relationship, right? So we need to be honest. Uh, our second rule uh, that we kind of left off with, keep current. You see, can you see this here? In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. You know, some people take from this, from this series of verses, well, you got to settle all fights before you go to bed. You can't go to bed angry. Well, look, there's a, some, as we talked about, there's some conflicts you can't settle in the night, especially if that, that, that disagreement starts at 9 o'clock at night. You don't have to stay up till midnight to try to settle that, right? A, a good rule of thumb, if you find yourself in a disagreement that that day has, has not been settled, is go to, I mean, don't, don't try to stay up late and get it get it settled. Some things take a while to, to settle, but at least go to bed saying, look, uh, this isn't settled. We need to continue to talk more about this. I want you to know I love you, and I'm committed to working through this with you, uh, you know, in a, in, in a respectful, self-controlled, you know, God-honoring kind of way. Right? You just can't settle all conflicts in a day. So, you know, you, you want to take this too literally. Uh, you especially don't want to take from this, uh, don't get angry, right? We, we, we can no more, uh, th but this is what we do, right? And I think whether it's our pride, whether it's the devil, wherever it comes from, right? We don't want to follow through the replacement principle, right? If we have a problem with anger, if we know that we're quick to get angry, uh, especially with loved ones, uh, our natural response is, I need to quit getting so angry. You can no more stop getting angry than you can stop breathing or stop getting hungry or stop getting anxious, right? I mean, anger, like hunger, uh, these are God-given emotions. These are God-given feelings. Uh, used properly, anger could be a great motivation to help solve problems, right? Anger helps us focus on a particular issue that needs to be resolved, right? And that's what Paul's kind of addressing here, right? So you have an issue that you're angry about. Don't sin. Right? The anger is going to come, but don't sin. Uh, and what he's particularly addressing here is one manifestation when we uh, allow problems to go unaddressed. 
when we don't talk, when we're not honest with each other, we just allow that to continue to, to fester. That's when that anger becomes a kind of sinful, right? It can manifest itself in all different kinds of ways. I think we can move on. We have a series of questions now, so we're going to turn it to your table. Say about five, six minutes. Uh, feel free to take up all three questions. Feel free to take up just one of the questions, but take about five, six minutes discussing your tables. If you're at a table of one, uh, maybe you can move to a table of more, more people. Uh, take five, six minutes, and we'll come back and talk about these, and we'll move on to uh, rules three and four. I've been told it's uh, 10 till, so I might not have quite as much time to uh, uh, you know, uh, talk, you know, kind of debrief our discussions, but a few people want to share what you talked about at your table. What questions did you take up and what did you respond? I'll share. <laughs> so we talked a lot about the first question and how uh, my, my quote was that it's like it is possible to be righteously angry, but it's better to be righteously angry at a situation, not the person. Uh, so seek to solve it with them and recognize they're part of the issue too, but might be on the other side. So there won't be, like the situation won't have hurt feelings because it's inanimate. So like focus your anger on what the issue is, not the person. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, how often does righteous anger just become our justification for wanting to tear someone down. It's like that's that's not what, not what God does, and it's certainly not what we're called to. Uh, Brian and I talked about um, how how quickly I mean, right, right, I mean, I mean, you can be angry uh, about things that are right to be angry about, but how quickly we we think that that, that gives us the right to judge. Uh, and that's where, when our righteous anger translates into a kind of judgment upon people, a person or a group of people, you know, that's when we passed into probably sinful anger at that point. Because right? only God, uh, God specifically says, right, vengeance is mine, right? You know, you're not the judge. So uh, righteous anger, whatever it looks like for us, it can't be a tearing down, right? It can't be a judging. It has to be somehow restorative or rebuilding in some kind of way. So, so uh, and, and certainly that's an anger that's self-control. Uh, anyone else, any of the other questions you took up? Keeping current relationships can't be just completely for, forgetting that thing, right? Because if the person who has offended you, right, or you resolve that issue, but then the next day they're doing it again, the next week they're doing it again, right? You, you, you just keep forgetting that, or at some point you have to say, look, I want to forgive you, but friend, there's a pattern here. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think you're really sincere in your forgiveness, right? We needed to figure out. Right, so it seems like 
there is a difference there, right? I mean, the forgiveness, I think, we're called to, but just to kind of forget things can be irresponsible, particularly if that offense keeps, keeps happening. Uh, well, the third rule, probably the easiest of them all, attack the problem, not the person. Right? This is an easy one, right? We, we always in our... And is that not the greatest gift ever? What is going on? <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if Penguin is a pet. <laughs> I, I didn't know penguins could do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you see this one in Paul's verses? Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, and it may benefit those who listen. But do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God for whom you were sealed in the day of redemption. Right? Uh, in our disagreements, our goal has to be to settle those disagreements in ways that build the other person up, right? But how quickly in our sinful pride, disagreements become wars of words because we're looking to uh, win, we're looking to build ourselves up, but usually by tearing the other person down, right? Paul explicitly is addressing that here. No, uh, in your communication, your goal has to be building other people up according to their needs. Right, uh, and that means kind of keeping your eye on the problem, uh, not attacking the person. Uh, the church that I attended, where we we did this, you know, we got into some of the some of the words that uh, you you know that you've shifted from attacking the problem to attacking the person when you use certain words. Uh, if the word always comes up, if the word never comes up, you probably have shifted into personal attacks. You're probably violating the first rule of communication. You always do that. You never do that. Well, for one, you're probably being honest. The person doesn't always do that. The person doesn't never do that. Uh, but three, uh, you're, you're clearly violating you know, what Paul is saying here too. When you're using attack words like you always, you never Right? You're clearly trying to tear that person down and exalt yourself uh, as somehow better or more righteous than that other person. What are some other uh, examples? Uh, let's move on to the next slide. hate to leave this gift. I'm sorry. Uh, let's take a few minutes, uh, maybe two, three minutes, and take up those uh, questions. Sorry, I wish we had more time, but uh, anyone come up with uh, any more attack the problem kind of words? Uh, got always and never in there. Any other? Uh, not that you ever say in your houses or you've ever said yourselves, right? But you know, maybe the person sitting next to you. Uh, you Dave, Dave said. You made me angry. You made me okay. Or instead of you should say, I got angry when this happened. Not you made me. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you find yourself in the dark, one of our phrases was... I forget what I, I, forget what I said. What did I say, Brian? <laughs> well, what? There's a... Yeah, I don't remember. You should have. Yeah, yeah what well, you should have was... A, why are you always? No, that's a good All right, never, never mind. Uh, what about number two? <laughs> Actually, Brian, would you mind share a few of the things? Because you had a you had a really good uh, kind of list of uh, just kind of 
kind of practical goals in, in a disagreement that can help keep the focus on the problem rather than tearing the person down? Yeah, so just making sure that through the process you're dialing the person. So being intentional and active listening, so that way when they are done, you can restate what they've said to you instead of just going to other points of frustration. So, um, you know, using the phrases like, so what I'm hearing you say is um, just make sure that you are actually dialing them by listening and by restating um, to make sure that you are accurate. Yeah, we gotta be aware of when we are judging, or who we move, we pass into judging the person, right? Uh, instead of trying to show understanding, um, uh, and, and remember again, it's just remembering what Paul says. Right, our speech should be about trying to build others up. So even in a, even in a disagreement, we should be looking to try to compliment uh, the person we are disagreeing with, right? Uh, they're never uniformly <laughs> bad uh, or evil as we are making them out to be in a particular moment. So we need to figure out you know, how to validate uh, and, and, and thank them and express gratitude and love for them uh, while we continue to work through that disagreement. Right? We hope that we come out on the other side of that disagreement with the problem solved but with everyone built up and God glorified ultimately. Uh, the fourth rule, and we can get through this pretty quickly, I don't know why I have Homer disappearing into the bushes. I think it's he's reacting to conflict in a way instead of being proactive, which is dealing with uh, dealing with the conflict. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, bawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgive each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Right? And the principle of replacement is on full display right here. How do you get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, and every other form of malice? Not by focusing on those things. We get rid of it by 30, verse 32, being kind, compassionate, forgiving, just as Christ, uh, just as in Christ, God forgave you, right? As we focus on uh, loving others, building them up, forgiving them, being quick uh, to deal with issues, all that other stuff just disappears, right? We replace that stuff by focusing on uh, the, the positive virtues, the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, if you will. Uh, as I was kind of going through these these, these four rules, uh, remember these aren't my four rules, the uh, church came up with them that Christy and I attended. I'm, I'm more inclined to think of them being actually three rules of communication because this fourth one just seems to kind of encompass all of them, right? Uh, if I could summarize, I think, all four of the, all four of the rules uh, and just to, just to kind of rehearse them. Uh, be honest, keep current, Attack the problem, not the person. Act, don't react. But I think if we could kind of summarize them all uh, in just a simple phrase, be intentional. Be serious. Take the Christian life seriously. Uh, use the resources, the time, the, the energy, the resources, particularly our, our, our capacity uh, for, for memory, our capacity for planning. Use our brains uh, to uh, lead uh, an active, uh, growing Christian life. Um, oh, there it is. Uh, just one piece of advice I was thinking about this. You know, 
look, if, if, if Jesus couldn't do ministry without having times almost every day where he got away by himself, even for people he loved, he got away by himself, how can we expect to uh, lead a serious, intentional Christian life without that too? So just an encouragement to you, uh, one of the ways we can practice, uh, uh, one of the ways we can uh, be intentional and be serious about growing in the Christian life, practicing good rules of communication, uh, is spending time alone. You know, whatever that might be, for some people that's, that's in their car, uh, for me it's often out walking or running in the morning, you need some time alone uh, where you can uh, be intentional and think about what you need to uh, what you need to be doing or focusing on that particular day. And regarding communication and problem solving, using that time to think about right, what are the unresolved issues maybe in my marriage, in my family, in the church that need to be dealt with. How can I deal with that in a way, in a God-honored kind of way? Uh, as we enter into this new ministry phase, uh, there's going to be more potential for disagreements, which means more potential for conflict. So it's even more important that each of us uh, in our own lives, but uh, also in our families as well, too, uh, are uh, being intentional about growth in the Christian life, putting off sinful habits, putting on righteous habits, practicing uh, good rules of good communication, and ultimately checking our hearts to make sure that what we're watching is righteous and God-honoring and not self-serving uh, and self-exalting. Uh, thanks. I know I went over. You're dismissed. Have a good one.